Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> Welcome to the 10th episode of the Meet Me Front Left podcast. Well, yo, 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 we made yeah. it, baby. Woohoo. Number 10. <laughs> we made it to the double digit. <laughs> the double, we made it to the double we digits. We made it to the double digit. Yeah, the double digits. <laughs> Got the big one zero. The yeah, big welcome smoke. to the tenth episode of the Meet Me Front Left podcast <laughs> with myself, Panda, and me, Harry Osalik. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined with the wonderful, the fantastic, the amazing Paddy on the show, boy. <laughs> Hey, everyone. Yo. <laughs> Hi everyone. Yo. <laughs> we've, we've got wow. a boy. I literally cannot chat today. Don't um, compose yourself. Compose sorry, yourself. I'm excited. God. It's been a while since me. we've done one. I'm excited. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna boost Paddy's energy throughout the uh, the potty. He's gonna start on the all right, mate, and then we're gonna uh, by the end of yeah, it. Yeah, I've actually been really excited all day to to be on, but as soon as it starts, I'm just like you. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, got got like cool for the fans. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got personas keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, yeah, my name's Paddy. Um yeah. So, uh, been producing some music and uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I got on down back to the back to the important stuff. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, welcome for and thanks for joining us. Thanks if you've been keeping up with us this far, then uh really appreciate it. I'm s I hope we mm. haven't pissed anyone off too much and uh I hope we've been keeping you intrigued the whole way through. But um, yeah. let's get an intro to the man, P. Diddy. Uh, <laughs> Paddy, mate, if you want to um, fill us in on uh, who you are, how old you are, where you're from, your star sign, your favourite vegetable, I don't know. Fill, fill, us, fill yeah. us in. Favourite plant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Paddy. Uh, favourite plant, uh, bonsai tree. Um, <laughs> I've been making tunes for about three or four years. Uh, and it's landed me a top spot on this podcast. Oi, oi. Oh, that is maybe the best intro we've ever had. Did I say it? Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna <laughs> say take it. it. <laughs> oh, thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it's one of these. Oh yes. <laughs> God, it always makes me feel like some like stupid radio show whenever I do this now. Some stupid radio show. Do not say that. Okay, some <laughs> some very intelligent, cheesy radio show. <laughs> so um Paddy mate, how did you um how did you originally get into DJing? What was your way into the scene originally? Uh originally uh I went to Leeds Uni and uh for the first six months kind of like wasn't interested in like the house music side of things. I liked it before I came, but then kind of was just like meeting mates and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh I went to uh a Patrick Topping gig. Uh, which was called the the Topley Run. Um, I missed my first day of uni for it. Uh, <laughs> was it worth it? Yeah, yeah, it was meant to be fair. Um, have you ever been to Leeds and done the the Otley Run? Nah, I think. Well, to be honest, the only time we've been to Leeds was I, I don't know if you came with us, Harry, but I did nah. a I did a show in Leeds at some place for this thing called Sush and Cider Festival, and I went to the warehouse. It's like, I think it's like, um, it's not a warehouse, put it that way. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like some um, club and went to Glitterbox or Joey Negro, which is quite sick, actually. That's so nice. Um, but yeah, nice. Car carry on. Where were you, Paddy? Carry on, mate. So the the Upley Run is where you kind of, uh, you go in fancy dress and there's like 20 bars you've got to complete. 
uh, and then it, you end up in town. And, uh, and yeah, it's, I think I've made it to number nine and passed out a couple of times. Oh, come <laughs> on, yeah. That's my record. You've done well there, to be fair. Hey, to be fair, it, when you said Otley Run, I was kind of expecting some sort of uh, half marathon that you're on about. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and then you were like, oh, dressing up. I was like, and then I, when you said dressing up, I was like, oh, maybe it's still a marathon. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, it's 20 pubs. I was like, I hardly doubt Mo Farah's going to be leading that one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not it's not fun passing out as a disgraced celebrity on the knife pub. <laughs> <laughs> Who were you? Uh, John Henderson, Scottish darts legend. Jeez, I'm uh, working in that niche market, mate. Wow. Yeah, he's it, quite low to Z list. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon we are, boys, in terms of the list? Oh, <laughs> I've got to be up there with the, maybe A. I think yeah. well, definitely A list. I mean, you, you got the you got the Spotify deal like uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, exactly. We've got the Spotify deal. We've got the Bandcamp deal pending. You know, hit us up if you want to boost your uh, ecosystem. Yeah, so, yeah. So we've got we've got the Ghost producing pending. You know, with yeah, I was at Robert De Niro's party last week. We're just chilling with all the chicks. <laughs> yeah, I was, with, I was I was with Dan Bilzerian last week. You know, and uh, we, we were just chilling out, playing some. Uh, playing some cards just listen to the podcast you, have, have you seen what have you seen what Dan Blazarian looks like without his beard uh, no probably doesn't look as cool does he not of course no. don't blame him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he lives the dream life though man come on yeah he does don't really, I don't really like him though I can't like you yeah full of fake friends though I can't, I can't <laughs> imagine like if you were if you were that rich genuinely oh, honestly you just no friends would be legit I'm sorry yeah, to see just seems like a fucking arsehole. But yeah, let's move on. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, here's, here's a little off topic, right? On on the on the topic of like being rich. If you won the lottery <laughs> today, yeah, what what would you do with the money? Oof. Uh, like, Christ, there's a lot of things that I want to do. I think the first thing I would do is probably, I mean, keep it small. Uh, get out of my overdraft. <laughs> <laughs> Start with the basics. Yeah. I think. Uh, um, I'll probably. It sounds really weird. I'll probably. Give my, I don't know, give my family some money first, first thing. So yeah. then I know what I've got to work with. You know? <laughs> so I get rid of the money that, you know, I'm giving away and then be like, right, this is what I've got. How much of this can I spend on cocaine? And then I would be like, oh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Mum, if you listen to this, don't I'm, I'm, yourself, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> what about you, Paddy, mate? What would you do if you want yeah. um, uh, yeah. to? How much coke would you buy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd get like, uh, I'd buy a Tesla. Mmm, tasty. I'd, I'd, I'd get one of the big ones. What, the like 4x4 four four ones? Yeah, the, the Cybertruck ones. Cyber? Oh, the like square one. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. one. Oh. Isn't that the one where they did? They tried throwing a rock into the, um, the yeah, windscreen yeah. and it smashed it. But I think that was yeah. all part of. The, I think that was all part of the marketing plan because it went massive because of that. I think. I think that was part of it. You know, fuck if you were sort of. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like um, I saw a, a Land Rover. Um, viral stunt which was amazing where they basically had the new Land Rover or Range Rover in the middle of New York City and somebody painted over it was a white a white Range Rover and they painted over it saying cheetah <laughs> so like everyone was just taking pictures of this like brand new Range Rover that said like cheat on it because obviously someone's girlfriend you know cheated and like it went viral because of that and it was just an advert put there on purpose <laughs> to get pictures taken of it and put it Jeez. online <laughs> good marketing to Guerrilla, Guerrilla advertising yeah wow the more you stuff. know 
<laughs> anyway, back to the back to the music ship. <laughs> Take it away. And I'd, buy stu- I'd buy a studio as well. Yeah, studio. <laughs> yeah, Juno 106. I'd get Juno 106 as well. But I still don't think we're being bold enough, boys. Come on, we've won the lottery, man. Like, yeah, okay, tell you what, I'd buy a fucking island. <laughs> I'd buy an island and I don't know, I'd, I'd like, I'd probably buy the most outrageous sound system I could. And... I'd just get just the, wreck your ears on an island on your own <laughs> sound system and nothing else. <laughs> right. Anyway, back to the um, back to the music stuff before we get too sidetracked. Back to the music. Back to the music. So, um, you went to Union Leeds, but are, are you still in Manchester now, Paddy, or do you still live in? Leeds? Yeah, I uh, I left Leeds about two years ago. Um, if it wasn't for DJ, and I'd I'd probably still be in Leeds. Uh, do you prefer but, the scene there to Manchester then? Or I do. It's a bit more it's a bit more lighter and more vibrant for the, the stuff I'm into. Um yeah. and I, I was living like right next to the centre, so it was it there was a lot going on. Um now I'm about twenty minutes away from Manchester. So uh, I see. You've got to pick your moments. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean we've we've all culp- we're all culprits to uh Staying, staying at the place we went to uni and yeah, hanging on to it as much as physically possible. Um, although I've I've finally made the move back home now, but Harry's still living the dream. Hey, don't make it out like it's a bad thing. I'm fucking, I'm uh, I'm here, not because I'm living on to uni. I don't mean that. Like <laughs> I'm just, uh, I just don't want to go home. It's just shit. <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm I'm liking the um I'm liking the walks around my area, but I'm not liking the nightlife. <laughs> That's uh, where, not really where much. Where are you from? So I um I live in a place called Mainhead, which is just outside of the beautiful Slough. Um, so I'm I'm probably about I could get to London in about forty minutes from my. Oh right, okay. Um, I've not heard much about those places. Yeah, I mean, th- there's probably a reason for that, to be honest, because <laughs> there's not much going on. But I'm I'm quite near Reading as well. Um, but that's that's pretty much um about it. I mean, not much happens in Mainhead. It's just boring to be honest where so where where's your closest like music scene um i mean reading would be the closest but uh, mm. even even reading i think is pretty like drum and bass driven and baseline driven i know like the tech house scenes creep crept into it but you know it's not it's not all that for me to be honest with you man. yeah <laughs> maybe there's a good market for you dan maybe we should uh well, yeah, th- this is the thing. It's either going to be like an open market or there's a reason they haven't booked any house people. <laughs> so it really yeah, depends. Well, mate, to be honest, at the moment, I think everything's a bit up in the air. So I think... Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about this like I'm going to play a gig next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah. But that's the good thing. That's the good thing about being near Leeds and Manchester. There's so much going on. Um, yeah. I remember I remember going to see Morgrab uh, in Leeds and... Um, Got back. He had a really good set. It was just when he was like switching to more of his like um, techno electro kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and leads that it's known for like the house pies. So uh, after um, we went to Morgrab, got a McDonald's, went home, and then just got a random shout for a house party. So five minutes down the road, for like Bob down there, and um, Morgrab was just walking down the street looking for the house party. No way. <laughs> Uh, obviously, no one, no one at the house party knew who Morgrab was, or if he, if he was even playing, because they were all at the house party. But we were just, we just stumbled there, so um, we were just chilling with uh, Morgrab, me and my mate. Um, 
and we kind of like took him in as like our friend for the night. <laughs> no way. Mate, actually, I have a really weird connection here because it would be mental if this was the case. But I actually know a mate of mine who also spoke to me about a house party with more grabbing leads that he went to. Serious? And it could be, could be the same one. <laughs> it could be. He's called Stan Ricketts. I don't know if that rings a bell to you whatsoever. No bell. Uh, no but bell. maybe he was probably at the same party as you, which is quite no bad. Yeah, it's cool. So we, we were with um, Morgrab for about half an hour, 45 minutes, and then word started going round that he was here. And there's some decks downstairs. Um, and uh, he played a grime set. Right. Uh, just, just just out the blue on just some like 300 quid like controller and speakers and everyone was just vibing. Um, That's so jokes. That's so jokes. What the Serato jobby kind of thing, or was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> smashed it because it was low key. Because because um, you know it, it was full, but like not because Mulgrab was there, just because it was a cool house party anyway. So yeah. it, like the, the vibes are really good. Like no one surrounding, like no no flash on or anything. Oh like yeah, that. mate, it's the worst. You get like all the people like surrounding the decks trying to get into the booth. Like, look at yeah, me, Mike, I'm, in, I'm, I'm videoing myself here behind the decks. I'm yeah, cool. Michael Biddy playing or something like that. Yeah, that hands <laughs> flopping everywhere. <laughs> we love the hands. To be fair, we've. I, I think that in general, house parties can be, they can be good, but they can also be a bit of a disaster because I think mm. we, we played one once, Harry, where some didn't some girl trip over the cable <laughs> and just broke the... The, uh, the cable directly too was that was that ours? Was that, I don't know. That was yeah, I remember, oh, I can't remember. There's been a lot of sp- there's been a lot of spillages over the years. <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. Um, I mean, there's been some there's been some uh, long hauls, but I can't remember honestly. To be honest, I probably wouldn't even remember the girl doing that or no. the guy for that matter. I don't know who. Yeah, who it. knows? Who knows? It's it's a dangerous job being a house party DJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, your equipment is at risk. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. From the moment you walk in. Yeah, <laughs> my max yeah, is about mate. eight years old. Oh fuck that! Sorry, I'm bringing a Mac to a fucking party. Yeah. Jesus, my numbers don't work on it or anything like that. Oh, you're a nutter. No. Uh, there's no chance I'd even bring my old laptop to a party. A laptop that's like got all my stuff on it. Fuck that. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I think the RX was it called an RX two? Is that what it is? The all-in-one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's the sort of that's the house party kit. That that is the house party kit. Oh yeah, just an all-in-one controller. Yeah, without uh, having to bring fat, a laptop a big along. Big fat fucking. Speaker from bloody a rental company. <laughs> Whack that on a stand, mate. You got yourself a house by. I, I didn't have that RX2 money. I had uh, a Denon controller, four Oy. channel, which is a good controller to be fair. Um, and uh, some f- fat rigs to be uh, like, uh, like really big, but really old as well. So I got them for like a hundred quid. Uh, but uh, they're huge and great for house pies because you like you don't yeah. really care about them. Um, yeah, yeah. and that's how I started DJing I like I, I bought this setup and because uh, of all the Leeds house parties uh, I was just going around from house party to house party making like 100 quid a time playing all these oh ones. madness you're actually making money from this fair Del play to you here, bud. Yeah. yeah I started strong <laughs> down there from there <laughs> yeah. but it, it was either it was either a house party DJ or a wedding DJ for Paddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's me now <laughs> I didn't have the RX2 by the way just uh, it was my mates I wasn't I didn't have any money <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> bless, bless your soul, Harry, mate. You're still, you're still looking for a controller, aren't you? Yeah, I am actually. I'm, uh, I'm in, I just haven't been DJing in a while, so that's, I needed something to, even just a little controller. So if anyone out there wants to donate to me an old controller to use, <laughs> uh, if you don't know about music, it's actually just a little DJ deck thing. It's not like an Xbox controller or anything. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I would love one of those to borrow. So 
send an email to meetyourfrontleft at gmail.com if that is our email. I'm not sure if it is. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> you'd, uh, you'd be surprised uh, about who, who'll give you some old music stuff. Um, really? One of your old hosts, I was round at his house yesterday, um, Swales just gave me his old turntable. What a snake. Oh, Harry, we, to got, us. we got to move to Manchester, mate. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. I had to drive like 30 minutes to get it. But yes, yeah, Stanton T60. But, mate, I'd walk fucking four hours to get a free turntable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheeky. You wait till his next song comes off of my feed. I'm not liking that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm no hard feelings. James. Wait, wait till everyone sees me do a vinyl only mix with just the one turntable. <laughs> just just the one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, mo- moving on quickly, um, Paddy. One one thing I wanted to speak to you about. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've probably had this question before, to be honest. Um, but um, the inner circle. Okay, Harry and I yes. are big old fans. I mean, we're I, not fans. We are members, Dan. Yeah, we, we are, are part of the solid, community. Solid members <laughs> of the community of the inner circle. You're in the inner circle. <laughs> oh yes. Do you want to just kind of elaborate to people who don't know what the inner circle is, what it is, and like how it kind of came about? Yeah, it's a it's a very private group. Yeah, guys. <laughs> only, yeah. only the people in the circle will will yeah. know about the inner circle. Only a list and above. Yeah, I'm not actually sure <laughs> if we could talk about this, guys. <laughs> yeah, John John Henderson, Scottish darts legend, will uh, will not know about this. <laughs> if um, you know, you know, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I need to say. No. Um, the Inner Circle is kind of like a group for anything electronic music related or, you know, uh, self-production related, anything in that world. Um, yeah. Me, Adam Rees, Dan Kane, um, who's Rees and Lemon, uh, Popka and Swales, we're, we're all uh, run it um, just as kind of uh, like a home base for UK electronic music yeah. and it's we it's called the inner circle but absolutely anyone can can join if you if you're interested about that and we're trying to get as many people to come in anyway um and just load of like uh, you you can find a load of producers in there there's uh, dj mag writers mix mag writers yeah. uh that are in there so it's very well connected as well so it's a good like uk base for everyone to to speak to each other and, and connect yeah. in that way it's a good little uh, kind of networking boost if you're not already, you know, if you're struggling with networking, it's a good place to start. If you want to like share tunes or get feedback or anything, it's a good place to uh, post and promote your stuff, but don't be posting loads of live streams in there. <laughs> yeah, I've got to trick. remove a few, few tech house live streams every now and then. Bit of a weird question, but has, has there been any posts in there that you've, that you've found really, really bizarre that you've had to remove or has it all been kind of plain sailing? in terms of uh, had a few bitcoin traders in there um <laughs> i lost a lot of money on that one <laughs> god <laughs> that's why i don't have the rx2 there's bitcoin traders joining i'm just putting all my money in that uh there's there's a there's a couple of everyone's sound on, on the most front because people know it through like other more established groups like our house or four four or, or slug house so they've, yeah. they've all they all know what the crack is um and everyone's from like people like in like england uk they know the kind of the crack so it's it's not been too bad because because it's only about two thousand members mm, yeah. um not to do like much maintenance on it oh okay fair enough i mean um i have to say i out of groups on facebook that i actually delve into and take notice of i um i probably take more notice of inner circle than any other group 
on yeah. um, on Facebook. And that's purely because of like every single post in there seems to be relevant <laughs> to anything yeah. you really want to know. Um, or, you know, if you, if you want to hear new artists, especially as well, people posting their shit in there all the time, yeah. it's good. I feel like it's also like if you have a question or a query about anything production-wise, music-wise, you can put it in there and then somebody will answer. Because there is people in there with like unbelievable knowledge on production, uh, anything to do music. Like every time I post it in there and I've wanted to know something, somebody's answered. And it's like... Yeah, there's, there's guys in there that know so much. Uh, oh, honestly. That, that, the Welsh guy, Endaf Roberts, with his live setups, uh, blows my mind every time he posts in there. Um, how, how have I, I not seen this guy? He does like a fully like live live set, yeah. Um, with like his and he's hacks like a TRAS, so he can play whatever he wants through oh, it. Yes, yeah, so, some crazy knowledge on it all. Just puts puts mine to shame, really. Wow. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Same <Yeah>. here. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us probably struggle with that kind of knowledge. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've got a basic knowledge of analog stuff, but in terms of that kind of knowledge I do not pass yeah. whatsoever. Well, I think no it just way. takes time, doesn't it? It's like, um, it just comes to you like production as well. Like the things that you do now as impulse and just off the top of your head as soon as you open it, like probably took you ages. You had to Google it back in the day. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, so, yeah you, things YouTube's just a beautiful thing, mate. Oh Always. yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I did a um, digital music degree at uni. And I still feel like YouTube gave me <laughs> so much knowledge during what, that degree. Well, compared to you, uh, compared to uni. Uh, yes and no. I, I think the the degree itself was really good in terms of like learning about the history of dance music and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I obviously ended up doing like a my my dissertation was about that. But mm. um, in terms of like little things with Ableton and stuff like that, it like YouTube's godsend. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird though, isn't it? Because I feel like the stuff you'd you'd rather learn about the history yourself. If you want to get taught stuff, it's pretty, I'd rather be taught how to do certain things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's not a bad thing, because obviously it's, I think it's quite important to know the history of where it came from. Oh, but, it's um, essential, mate, in my yeah. eyes. Without but, um, question. I, I get what you're saying. Like you, I feel like you would have felt that you got more benefit from it if um, you were learning more stuff like, yeah. from them instead it's, of the history. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, to be honest with you, boys, I, I think the... The only real issue for me was that they mainly knew logic, and because I'm an Ableton user, yeah, it meant that I had to kind of go and you know oh, yeah. learn elsewhere. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, take your Ableton junk over there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck I'm joking. I'm an Ableton user. Do you do you use Ableton, Paddy, or do you use Logic? Uh, I'm Logic. Come on, uh, I use oh. the proper proper DA. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like booting. <laughs> yeah, get him off. Get him off, get him off the stage. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you think of the um, update, Paddy? Because I've I've heard mixed reviews. Uh, I mean, mine's about three years old, four years old, so <laughs> I've not updated it yet. Fair play to you. Fair play I don't, to you. I don't have that space for an update. I've got 100 megabytes. For it. <laughs> yeah. God. I know them ones, mate. To be fair, though, we've, we've said this before on the podcast, like, um, logic, we, in no way do we, we like, think logic is like worse. Oh, God, no. Logic God, is, no unbelievable I, I, I've only used it a couple of times a lovely interface and like some of the best producers I know use it so yeah I think I, th I think it's different um, I think uh, those people when I was making uh, music a couple of years ago that I was making similar music to but I, I actually think my music was sounding a bit different because I was I was using a different 
DAW to um, to them. They were yeah. all on on Ableton, and you you just do things slightly differently when you you've got something uh, different in front of you. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think you'll probably come from like a different approach when you use a different software. It's like um, <clears throat> I mean I've I've delved into Logic a few times, and I really do like the, the built-in simps they have i think they're so good um but i don't know i think for things like sampling ableton's probably better and that might mean that you'll get more producers who make like hip-hop and disco house and stuff who might actually use ableton just because of the sampling tools but then yes yeah, sampling was a pain in logic yeah is it just quite fiddly uh yeah like i found a way of doing it I, I go away from samples now. I I, I used to be like heavily like, like get a nice yeah. sample. That was like the key thing for a tune. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it kind of, I did have some relative success with it. Um, I kind of got to the point where a label was wanting to sign it, like a really big label. Um, oh, man. And then, and then they wanted to like clear the samples. So I was okay. like, oh, great. This is, this is a really good like avenue. Um, I think um, a couple months went by and, uh, one of the so I, I gave them two tunes. One of them um, straight up said, "No, you can't use the sample. Jeez, um, you, we can you can never uh, put it online, or we'll sue you." Um, so that was that was half of my dream crushed. I was like, okay, oh my I, god! I, I'll fall back on on the other one. Um, and they wanted six grand for us to clear it. Six k. That's not that bad, yeah. actually. Is it? Is it? I mean, I, don't know. Is it, that... it, I mean, it's a lot of money, Harry. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking. I, I'm not. I don't know who the artist is and stuff. So, I think. It, I think the label was big enough to do it, but the fact that the other one, um, the the Fell other through. one, they just straight up said no. It was kind. Of, it was such a big hit, and um, I kind of from then uh, thought, right, I need to stop relying on on sample based music. And uh, in lockdown, uh, funnily enough, I've been you know teaching myself. Music theory using no samples whatsoever. Oh, um, good just, stuff! Yeah, good just stuff. really, really like um, right. What do I want to make? Let's. What steps do I need to make to get it there? Okay, piano, synths, yeah. all that, and and kind of because of that initial hit from the from the sample based stuff, just gone a bit of a different direction. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I can, I can imagine that. Yeah, which hopefully you guys will see in a few months. I think <laughs> you can. Uh, you can also you can, you can keep using samples and stuff, but just don't let it uh, just kind of be the main thing of your track. Sometimes, if you want to try and learn more music theory and stuff, because I think if you let it be the the if it's the main thing standing out, then sometimes that could uh, kind of you, you kind of just let that be it, and then there's nothing you kind of think, oh well, that's done, so I can just kind of, you know. I don't know. I'll, I'll debate that, Harry, because I think um, I think there's there's people who purely just sample, and they're absolute gods. Like they're genius. I mean, uh, Jay Diller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm talking about like starting out. So like, um, obviously, as Paddy's saying, like he, you've gone from like early stages of music production, doing your kind of more edity stuff. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So like now, where, where you're going? Okay, I want to just kind of make all this music myself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. From scratch with, with music theory and stuff. Yeah, uh, and not rely on it. Obviously, I'm not saying people who sample. I can't produce or anything. Some of the best producers in the world sample songs all the time. Like Paul Johnson, one of our favorite DJs, he's sample shit all the time. Oh yeah. But it's like it's you need to I think to progress more to to be even better at sampling, you need to learn music theory. Cuz you cuz you can add other elements over it as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm not I, saying yeah. Jay Diller is bad at all. No, Jeez no, no. I, I think I, I, I think I, um, I, I misinterpreted what you said. Yeah, there. I'm glad you've um, uh, understood what I'm on about now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I agree. I think um, even even if you do sample, I think the idea of music, like a basic music theory knowledge, really does help you um, in terms yeah. of just just being able to know how to progress a tune and kind of mm. develop your idea of oh, like where oh, where can I go next? Um, yeah, kind of thing. So yeah, I think for me, it's mainly just is this in key? Does this sound nice to the ear? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. a lot of my music isn't like that, you know, I, I'm not writing like these amazing chord sequences uh, or chord progressions or anything. So I think for me, it's just, does this sound in key? Because, <laughs> yeah. and to be fair, like over the last year, I've been able to now listen to one of my tracks and be like, Christ, that is out of key. What am I doing? And change it up. <laughs> and kind of like, don't just like kind of switch through the notes and stuff and find which one's in key and I can just tell them now which is something that I've really wanted to do for ages. Obviously, yeah. I'm not perfect at it, but I used to like kind of just put random notes and be like, yeah, it fucking sounds all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I listen back to it, and I'm like, God, that sounds horrendous. Which is like Harry Oscillate, the Rugrats theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but um, back to our, our guest, Paddy Boy. <laughs> Paddy um, Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so have you um, got to a point now where you're pretty comfortable with kind of writing tunes in key and stuff, or are you still kind of learning and kind of as you go? Yeah, I'm familiar with the the major and minor. Um, yeah. That's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. Uh, next, you know, next lesson I'll uh, I'll probably learn some 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 more in in depth chords. But I I have a few tricks in my DAW which helps me stay in key. Oh, um, oh fill so, up, fill in the crowd, mate. Let's let's see the dates. Because I know the push. You, <laughs> Oh, go on. It'll save you three years of bad producing. <laughs> uh, this. <laughs> It's called it's called EDM the transpose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's called the transpose effect um, okay. on Logic, and it keeps you in the certain key. So I can do whatever I want on my synth, and uh, it will go into Logic, and it will stay in, in key even if I'm pressing the wrong keys. Oh, uh, nice, nice. So anyone who wants to, you know, <laughs> cheat a bit but still get the same outcome. Obviously, it doesn't work perfectly. There's a few yeah. keys it'll it'll miss. Um, that's a, a, bit, a bit of a game changer for me. Mm. I feel that could that could hinder on your future um, like learning of music theory though a little bit. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Because if you're no, I, I disagree, mate. But what if you it, smack it, random keys? No, but it, it will it will improve your ear in terms of what sounds right and what doesn't. Yeah, I guess. I so. think for for someone who doesn't who isn't um, you know a, a jazz pianist <laughs> or a genius, you know, I think it's a good way of um, just getting to grips with learning how to do it. Plus, why not, mate? It's a shortcut. I think it's a good shout. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can't go wrong, if you can't go wrong, how are you going to know? I don't actually know. You know what? Yeah, fuck it. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to explain. I'm getting to, I'm literally tripping over my own words. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I'd boys. be going down to the uh, train station anytime soon and, and try and bash out a, 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 a full symphony. <laughs> you got any Mozart for us, Paddy? Let's hear it. Oh my god! On the um on on the topic of um your kind of production style and how it's progressed actually, I um I wanted to bring up something with you because obviously I've been um I've been listening to music for some time now, and oh nice thanks I've um I've noticed that more recently you've kind of delved into this like Atalo sound I want to say 
over the past, I don't know, like a year, maybe. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, though. <laughs> Obviously, no, yeah, yeah, um, spot on. Yeah. Um, I've I've loved that '80s uh, aesthetic and vibe for as long as I, you know, I've, as I've liked music. I've just mm. never been able to put a name on it. And I obviously started with all the disco stuff, but the stuff I actually like really do like is the new order, chuggy, raw, analog, yeah, metallo disco. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. Yeah, boy. yeah. Harry, yeah, you're, you're a fan as dancing. well. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like the eighty stuff. I'm not. I don't really know much about all the new stuff going on, but I like the old. Uh, I'm a big fan of all the eighty stuff, mate. Honestly, a little synth synth pop and that. <laughs> But the uh, the new I don't know much too much of the new stuff. I know that like obviously you guys I think like, you and Reese kind of got a uh, similar sound I think going at the moment anyway on like his last release on I think it was Zone Focus. It's like that kind of Italoy kind of electro vibe. It's a bit like Crystal Clear kind of. Do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. That sort of that's that's they're the sort of guys that are kind of pioneering it. Uh, Adam's yeah. doing really well. Um, and we, we've we've always been a bit similar. Uh, me and Adam we've we've been back to back a few times. Um, and uh, crazy one actually. We were playing back to back in Manchester all night long, and uh, and it's we're playing at twelve. And Adam, I'm at it's like eleven forty, and I'm still at the train station waiting for Adam to turn up <laughs> <laughs> from Middlesbrough. And we're, oh. we're we're playing down in Fallowfield in Manchester. At, um, I got the club. It was a good club. Um, and we got there literally five minutes to where we were meant to be playing all night. Oof. And uh, I, I had some hard drive and it went into an emergency loop like the first tune. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh, no. I had to do some mad echo echo on it until we could sort it out. But, you know, it's it's a fun way to, to see what you can do with a four-bar loop. Oh, yeah. Honestly, we've all been there. It's like, it's, it's, it's kind of heart-wrenching at first. And then you're like, oh, fuck it. See what you can do here. <laughs> it's like the only way to solve this is like if because I think oh I don't know who it was but we had it has told us a story where like both the CDs uh, CDJs broke. Oh, that was their Tabasco, one. Harry. Yeah, their one had an emergency loop, <laughs> and the all, only thing they could do they couldn't even echo it out because they had to just reset everything. They had to turn yeah. it off, didn't they? <laughs> they? Had to turn it off. <laughs> that's so dead. <laughs> Honestly, that's so sad. Just imagine the crowd like. To be fair, everyone would be so off their head, they'll probably be like, oh yeah, it's just a little ambient bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crowd noise, it's a crowd noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God. What, um, yeah. So you, you obviously mentioned Crystal Clear was like a pioneer. Do you have any other like inspirations in terms of like the um, the Italo sound paddy? Is there anyone that sticks out to you? Uh, yeah. Um, Manpower's doing a lot. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know He's him, doing some bits. Do you know who's doing some bits in the Italo disco uh, house world? That you just would not put the you would, wouldn't connect the dots. Uh, guess, Richie Ahmed. Ah, oh, damn it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, to be fair, I was never going to guess Richie Ahmed. <laughs> it, but, yeah, I, no, I, it's crazy on that. Isn't I can it? see. Uh, I can. See, I've heard a couple of his bits recently, and a couple of his old bits. And he has sometimes got that kind of uh, arpeggiated bassline going on. You know that Italo kind of vibe. So I can kind of see that. To be fair, what's that? What's that remix he did back in the day? It's like the first oh. light. Whoa! The first light. Whoa! It's like bow, 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 bow. That's nothing. I'm not even why I'm doing that, but it's not. That's not close to what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to be to be fair to you, um, Paddy, I don't actually know too much about the the Italo scene. I don't really dig that deep into it. Yeah. Um. Just just probably just because of personal taste. Because um, you're an ignorant fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't know. I um, I I think 
for me personally, this might be a controversial opinion, but I I almost feel like Samatalo can be a bit too cheesy for me. And I'm not saying anyone I've heard, because <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> but just just in terms of like the the kind of sound it is, I don't know. It's it's not really my cup of terry too much. But I have <laughs> a big appreciation for it. Cup of terry. I like yeah. um who who's the guy you showed me, Harry? Um Who did I show you? Who did I change your mind with? Go on. Don Carlos. Don Carlos. Don Carlos. No, so right, you're okay, right. There's there's something I was gonna bring up touch on this. There's the Tallow House, I feel like there is, yeah. And then there's Italo Disco. I feel like they're very different. I feel like Italo House is almost like, well, actually, no, you know what? Scrap what I just said. We're going to call it Italo <laughs> Dream House. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I, yeah. I do feel like Italo Disco is like um, yourself, uh, uh, what's, it called? what's his name? Reese, uh, bloody, um, I've forgotten his name, Crystal Clear, uh, obviously. Yeah. Just all You've that got- 80s, 80s vibe stuff. Yeah, um, a, a few labels. If anyone wanted to check them out, um, Midnight People. Yes. They're releasing some really good stuff. Yeah, we're a big fan. We're a big fan. Midnight yeah. People, baby. Uh, <laughs> Red Laser Records. Uh, that are based in Manchester. Um, they're releasing some like stuff that could genuinely be from the eighties, but it, they're releasing it like now. That's oh, really wow. cool. I rate that. Yeah, definitely worth checking them out. Actually, you know what, boys? I'm going to take back that comment. Because I, um, I've changed my mind. Dan's, Dan's come out <laughs> saying he hates. He hates. No, no, I don't know. I think maybe maybe I was just thinking of the kind of cheesy stuff I don't like. But the more the more I think about it, like even like Gerd Janssen, people like that. Oh, that's a good one. His, yeah. yeah, I yeah, actually yeah, yeah. do. I actually do quite like the music. I think the thing you got to think about as well, like there's there's fucking cringy music in every genre. Yeah, like, there's levels to every game, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. levels to every game. That's the that's the put that on your gravestone, Paddy. That's... That is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I withdraw I withdraw my Italo comment. <laughs> that 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 was uh, my mistake. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Dan Shake does Italo bits, so but I don't think he does. He's more kind of um, disco-y stuff, isn't he? Yeah, Ned uh, Tech Support does some really good Italo yes, bits as well. Yes, oh, yeah, yes, yes, that's yes. True. I think I can't believe I didn't think of Kurt Jansen to be honest. <laughs> he's like huge like, yeah, yeah Gerd Jansen's great he's, he is like the, the top dog isn't he he is he's Did, a um, I, I got a comment on uh, YouTube I uh, put one of my Italo tunes out and someone commented uh, sounds like the crap Gerd Jansen would play <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's a bit hate you got you got to take that as a compliment though. that was probably Dan <laughs> <laughs> yeah I loved it he might have disliked the video but that was a, that's a great comment for me Oh yeah, I ta- take that as a compliment, mate. If if he thinks Gerd Jansen can play it, then screw it. Send I it over. Should, uh, <laughs> I think you should get that on a t-shirt, like cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking class. If he plays one, if he plays one, I will. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be the last one he plays, though. If I get the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Dan here from the Meet Me Front Left podcast. We have been absolutely blown away by the continuous support and growth of our podcast since we set it up in June earlier this year. And thanks to you guys, we've been able to grow the series and continue to get guests from all ends of the spectrum that we actually never imagined we would have the honour of chatting to on our show. However, as we do want to provide the podcast to you with no sponsors or backing, unless Bandcamp will sponsor us, <laughs> we are reaching out to you lovely lot to help us fund our journey. 
We would love to raise some money so we can cover our costs for our subscription services, our equipment we use to record the podcasts, and the ability to keep you guys entertained in the future. We're also looking into launching some merch like t-shirts, stickers, maybe some vinyl slip mats and other things you guys fancy us releasing and lots more with the funding we receive. Absolutely anything we'll do, of course, but the more we can raise, the more we'll be able to invest back into the podcast series and provide the best content possible with you guys at the heart and soul of our voyage. You can donate from our GoFundMe page right now if you just go to gofundme.com forward slash meetmefrontleft. We hope you guys keep enjoying our shows and huge, huge love for all of the support we've had so far. Peace out. Bye. Okay, this is the uh, the famous part of... Well, I say famous. It's not really that famous yet. Fuck it up now. This is the part of the uh, the podcast called Straight In My Basket. Wait. And it is the, uh, the part of the segment... I cannot speak today. This is the part of the segment. The part, it's the part of the segment in the part of the segment. Yep. It's um, a little part of the segment. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we each show each other a tune that we've been digging recently... Um, with our guests, we tell them it could be any genre. Oh, it could be any genre for you, Harry, and me as well, to be fair. It could be any genre whatsoever. So we're going to delve straight in. And as tradition goes, we start with Paddy. What do you have for us, my friend? So I've gone for a white label I picked up last week called uh, Love Hurts, Gotta Dance. Why? Wow. Is there any uh, Is there any kind of history behind the way you found this tune, or is it pretty straightforward? <laughs> So um, it's actually Richie Ahmed's uh, Atello Disco Alias with his mate. No. Um, and they've got like a, a little series of like uh, disco and Atello Disco edits on, on white labels and they go for crazy money on Discogs. Um, and when this came out, I grabbed it straight away and it turned out to be like a, a big banger. That's Jeez. lovely stuff. Wow. That's quite cool. I like that. Like he's gone off and done that. Is that like the unknown artist sort of vibes where like no one really yeah. knew who it is and then... Yeah, completely, completely white label. Like, there's no like uh, record, like sketching on the vinyl or anything like that. Yeah, there's no track list or anything. Yeah, in fact, Paddy's actually let everyone into a secret that no one really knew before. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. world exclusive. (laughs) But um, yeah, should we get into this one? Let's let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Do you wanna dance, 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 d
So that was Paddy's choice. Love hurts, got to dance. And um, just before we start talking about it, I'm going to say that I started this podcast being a, a, a questionable prick about Italo. And <laughs> after, Nancy. after hearing this tune, I fucking love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've Paddy, you've actually you've changed my perception today. No, good, good to, to, know. to uh <laughs> to back you up. It, the reason Dan has had that whole thought in the first place is because I play the song all the time, which has got the cringiest <laughs> vocal in it. And it's got like this Atala bass line. Uh I absolutely adore it because it's from the eighties and it's just fucking so happy, but Dan hates it. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, that's the only reason I think. Yeah, no, nah, I've got a lot of time. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for Italo and this is this is proof. I really I really like this tune. It just makes me want to be on a dance floor though, and that's a bit sad now. Mate, this, it, it, this reminded me of uh, a couple of years back. I was playing our events that we ran, uh, and it oh, it's so nice. Very, it reminds me of because uh, I love eighties as well, and I used to be a big on the old disco house stuff. Mm-hmm. It kind of for me, it's kind of in between because um, obviously a lot of eighties stuff is bloody not very club friendly. I don't think so. This is uh, it's perfect in between for me. And oh, mate, I just want to be, I want to be crying on the dance floor again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Yeah, right a lot. Very, very good choice, Paddy. What do you think, Paddy? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> oh god, it'll do. It'll do. <laughs> so, is Love Hurts? I'm assuming that's how you say it. Love Hurts. Is that um, he's done number three? Are all of them by him and his mate? Yeah. Uh, so I've just found out who his mate is because you know his mate isn't just his mate; he's a big producer as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, his name is is not coming to top of my mind but yeah it is like uh them two together i think i've seen on, on their instagram they use like some pretty beefy gear like the ob6 mm-hmm. um and like all the proper drum machines for it uh, the original ones so like just going on before how we we're talking about sampling and how to do it right like this is like a sample done right oh yeah for sure i uh solidly agree with you yeah, i didn't think it was sampled i mean the vo- i knew the vocal was probably sampled but the rest of it i didn't think it was or is the vocal the only sample thing? Um, I think the bass is all theirs and maybe some of the, the high pitch sim stuff might be from the original. Um, it just blows that. my mind, man, that this tune was released this year. Honestly. Oh, it sounds old. Yeah, it literally is 80s galore. I, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how... I, I almost think sometimes it, it can actually be more difficult to make something sound older than uh, than just making it sound like a modern piece of music. I don't know if you yeah. always agree with that statement or not. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Like, I think a lot of people aim for that kind of vintage sound, so uh, that's why a lot of people use analog stuff because that's what was people were using back in the day. Yeah, it's um, the purest form, isn't it? I yeah, it's just a nice. There's a nice. I don't know the idea of it kind of being analog is just nice to people. You know that airy sound, and it's got like some imperfections sometimes. I think that just is very attractive to the to the modern day listener of dance music. Well said, my friend. Oh, yeah, well I said. think I smashed that. That's so unlike you, Harry. What's dr- going on? I'll drink, I'll drink to that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> my words came out amazingly. But yeah, um, Paddy, thanks for that, mate. That was lovely. That, was a, that really yeah. cheered me up. Just um, at work tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> just, just quickly on the topic, obviously, this, this was released on Mouse Unknown. And just during that segment, we got speaking about something. Um, which just happened um, yeah. about this premiere channel that is uh, huge, 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 yeah. huge. And 
basically got hacked. Mm-hmm. What, what's sad. that? I actually haven't looked on the what. What 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 have they put onto so, the channel? Well, basically the, the so the channel, if you don't know, is called uh, Gaz uh, with three Z's, and it's six nine six, I think. And yeah. basically, it's just like a it's a channel that promotes underground artists, new vinyl releases. Pretty much, it's the go to channel along with like Maslow and Known and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for finding new music for a lot of people, and it's like for me as well. If I'm just you know just chilling on YouTube, I'll usually go on that and just have a look at what's new and what they're uh, what they're shoving on their channel. Um, and it's, it, I think, because uh, YouTube is linked with Gmail and stuff. Somebody has hacked into his Gmail and like stolen his YouTube account, and now they've uploaded. Uh, so, so in the last, Jesus fucking Christ, uh, in the last. Uh, four hours they've uploaded about 40 videos Jesus. Of, pub, of like basically Call of Duty hack stuff oh Don't know how, my I think God. they're just trying to upload as much as they can get them views in I think it's more like I think it's like a farm a view farming thing I'm assuming from what I'm gathering at this Jeez. this is what it looks like it looks like a view farming sort of situation where like it's not it's not like a, just a content creator because they wouldn't dare do that because they get fucking rinsed for it so it's just like mm. a company I'm assuming just trying to get views and money from it um, on what's trending it's fucking weird. Very yeah. weird. I'm hoping they can somehow help them out there. Surely YouTube can be like, look, mate, here's your account back. We'll ban this guy from it. I don't you, know you'd it you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I think it's like, petition. Yeah, from, from an artist's perspective, um, like these YouTube channels are so important for getting your music yeah, out there. They're as, as important for like the audience finding music as they are for the artist put, uh, like submitting them to the channels. Yeah. It's one of the biggest things. Mm. And Gaz has been doing it. He said 10 years he's been doing his channel. Yeah. And just a big shame to have something with so much good music just come to a stop like that. Exactly. If yeah. you think about it, he's a, it's kind of like a middleman for even like uh, record stores as well. So like a lot of the tunes that he posts are vinyl releases and he'll leave below the link for Juno and stuff. And like a couple of times I've been on there and I've clicked the link and bought stuff from Juno and without his channel, I would never have found the tune. So mm. it's helping, not only is getting rid of his channel, um, like damn, what's the word? Uh, mm. not helping record shops and online record stores. It's also not helping the artists because they're not going to be able to get the use the platform he has. And because uh, the I think the subscribers that he's got and for the music that he's putting out is very well catered towards it. Yeah. So if you put a tune on there and it's like it's going to be like thrown at the right people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it from, is very... from what I know as well, uh, um, I'm fairly sure Gaz just does it because he loves tunes. Like mm. it's not like pay him some money to put your tune on his channel. He, he genuinely just loves oh, what, music. Is it all, does he do it all for free? Yeah. Oh, no um, fucking way. As, as, as far as I'm aware, anyway, uh, I know some channels do charge, but I think he's one of the guys that just loves, like, like loves music, like, and will just help the person out. Oh, I think he has a, uh, so he has, like, a PayPal thing on his YouTube, which is, like, a donation thing, which is very nice. So, like, if you want to oh, donate right. to help the channel, but I think he needs to get rid of that before fucking... This guy starts getting money off him. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was a sad thing that happened today. I'm hoping they can resolve it. I'm assuming, I think there should be like a, a kind of a, um, what's the word, a petition, a little petition, get some people involved. Yeah, I mean, the only problem is, mate, it, a, a petition can only do so much. No, I know, but it can kind of uh, prove the authenticity of Gash trying to get Yeah, 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 show. very true. Very it's not, true. we're not trying to bloody end world hunger or anything like, or like stop <laughs> something, I don't know. But we're just, we're just trying to like I'm sure somebody at YouTube has fucking you know, yeah. No, it's very sad, man. Especially yeah. if if the guy who runs it literally is just doing it for the love of the music. That that makes it even sadder to me. I think that I'm you very know, glad it, it's, it's not that his main easy to 
Yeah. Just just for someone to hack you for no reason and it's not on. It's not. I hope he's alright. I hope it's not like if if he does get money from ads and stuff, I hope it's not his main income because um yeah, I hope he's alright. Yeah. But yeah, um enough of the sad news of the music today, guys. We're moving on to the next <laughs> next tune. Thanks, Paddy, for your tune. I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> um Dan, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? You know what, mate? Sure, I'll go next. Why not? Fuck. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan's absolutely mugged me there. He's pulled my pants down. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Go nah, for it, go mate, for let's it. make a change. Why not? Go for it, yeah. Okay, so tune I've got is a tune that has pretty much seen me through the entirety of isolation. Yeah. Um, this song is called Emotional Intelligence by Chaos and the CBD. Um, both Harry and I have been raving about this song the entire of isolation yeah. this is in my candle lit bath playlist <laughs> Ooh, <so laughs> it's just such a beautiful tune and obviously chaos always do it right whenever they do something yep. so um yeah this um this has a solid place in my heart and still gives me goosebumps every time i hear it In the CBD and friends and friends, yeah, that is, that <laughs> emotional is absolute, intelligence. That is an absolute stonker. That yeah. is probably one of my favourite songs this year. I've heard it's. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I did know it before, but um, yeah, I, I can listen to that as many times as I want. It's probably like my go-to in the morning. It's in my playlist. I'll skip to it. It's in my shower playlist, my bath playlist, my walking to work playlist, <laughs> even gym playlist when I'm winding down. You know, <laughs> oh, it's just incredible. Yeah, honestly. What 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 are your thoughts, Paddy, mate? What do you think of the uh, this number? Yeah, I love the tune. I just wish I could make something like that with the uh, <laughs> with the piano. Yeah, mate. It's yeah, you can you can you can tell they know the stuff. Oh yes. Well, they, yeah. The thing is, they they like got their mates in who uh, do the sax and the keys, which is so cool to like collaborate with your mates and then make something that fucking nice. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it makes our, it, it just makes us question our yeah, abilities. It's so, really, it's so it? simple, isn't it? It's so simple. Like it's not even that. Like it's a looper 
of a sax, but it's so nice. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I don't nice, think I would. Nice is the word. Yeah. yeah. Lush, yeah. lush, nice, pristine. <laughs> oh, it's just such a nice yeah. tune. But yeah, that was Emotional Intelligence, Kirsten, the CBD. I hope yeah. I haven't brung, brung down the energy too much by playing this one. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, what a vibe. What yeah, a vibe. What and finally, but, Harry, my friend. Hello. <laughs> so yeah, uh, following on from that one, probably keeping it about that level, to be honest with you. Okay, Maybe cool. a bit more, like, you know, body shit, body moving. But uh, <laughs> this is called um, Slow Notion uh, by Changes. Um, and it's the man-made DJ mix. Um, but yeah, this is like a... It's on Regal Bell, um, which is a weird... That were they were I think from Berlin. I'm not sure. I'm probably really wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I just I love their stuff. It's from like they got like DJ Central, CK, Man Made DJ. They're all pretty cool kind of DJs and all like I think they're all mates. I'm not sure. But they release loads of stuff on this label. And it's how did you um, how did you come across the tune, Harry? Uh, I actually found some of Man Made DJ stuff uh, beforehand, and then kind of you know just from there, to, uh, the, it all kind of snowballed and discovered this. I listened to a lot of. Uh, CK stuff as well and then yeah I found this released on Discogs I think it came up when I was looking through the label stuff oh wow nice and it's yeah it's really cool it's nice lovely really nice but yeah do you want to should we delve into it are you ready uh, Pazza yeah already yeah Pazza right. no Padster <laughs> oh, we said Pazza Pazza right three two one and bang Yeah, that was uh, Slow Notion 
by Changes with a Z, and it was the man-made DJ mix. Uh, also on the same on the same side, you can find the CK's club mix and the mix by DJ Central, which are also very sick. Go check that out. It's on Regal Bow, Regal Bow. Don't know how you say it. Regal Bow. We'll go with that. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, hope you enjoyed that, guys. Hope that was as mellow, kept you at a nice sane level at this time of the night. But yeah, what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> Paddy, you you kick things off, mate. Yeah, they're cool vibes. Cool, vibes. very cool. Like the, the the drum pattern just got me from the start, and the way stuff was just being introduced, but not in a big way. Like yeah. it just kept on going, bringing stuff in and out. Uh, really cool. Oh, that's yeah. what I, that's what I love about it. It's just um, a lot of the music I listen to. I feel like there's not really any big transitions or uh, what's the word? I don't know. There's not really any big breakdowns or anything. Not big, actually, no, not not big breakdowns, but no like big effect breakdowns. You know what I mean? I like I like it when things just kind of come in kind of without, without just, me noticing and I'm just like yeah, oh, wow yeah, yeah. but my subconscious knows it's come in <laughs> so I don't get bored I don't know I think, I think that I also about. that also like takes you back to the 90s a bit when they when yeah when it's just really raw and mm-hmm. it's literally just sounds coming in and out and exactly not, not much else but yeah I, I agree with Paddy it's a very very nice tune I was also hooked by the drums <laughs> straight away yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're so nice. They're so so nice. Like the 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 raw drum sounds on like a dance music track. I love. I, mm. I feel like I need to go back to my roots a bit more and just. Yeah. It's something weird, isn't it, that. about like a a kind of normal instrument which has been around for centuries, which is drums, obviously, <laughs> with like <laughs> kind of synthy stuff. It just I don't know. For me, it's that it feels weird because it's like electronic weird noises like aliens make, and then just this instrument that's been around for years. Yeah, like, I get it. It's like cowboys versus aliens. You it's know what like... I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just two words. Well, go- <coughs> I'm actually going to agree with you on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think um, combining like the rawness with electronic sounds, I think it, it's probably the same reason why like things like the Think Break do so well in dance music, just because yeah. it's like the combo of like the the really raw drummy sounds versus like modern electronic production mm-hmm. that people cling on to quite a lot so yeah perfect example of it Harry I really like that tune thank you really do glad you did yeah but that is uh, that brings us to a close of the oh, I forgot what the name's called put it straight in my basket <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said put it straight in my basket but yeah every one of those tracks I'm putting in my basket <laughs> give me give me a little give me a ching go on give me yeah got you G got you <laughs> And we're back. Yes. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. Um, I hope you guys are still with us. If not, then you wouldn't even hear this anyway. If not, then RIP. <laughs> <laughs> so moving swiftly on, Paddy, I wanted to speak to you about the record label you run. Um, yes. Now, I actually, I remember when I saw this um, come up when you did your first release. I'm pretty sure you did a post in a circle about it. Yeah, um, well done, yeah. Yeah, and I remember seeing this, I thought artwork was wicked and mm. the whole label itself is wicked. Do you want to Do you want to give um, everyone a bit of an insight into United Dance Club and what it's kind of about, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, for sure. So uh, United Dance Club is a, like a half Melbourne, half Manchester <laughs> label. Nice. Um, 
So I, I started it with my friends that originally booked me out in Melbourne in Australia. Um, awesome. They booked me out there, had a really good time with them when I was over there. So when I was back, it was like kind of natural just to start up a label with them uh, and, and, and carry on that relationship. So like he's running stuff on his side, I'm doing that stuff on mine, you know, just just putting the building bricks in at the moment, just getting a nice little release schedule uh, lined up. But, you know, we're hoping for, you know, some, some nice success and maybe eventually go vinyl. Yeah. Um, and then maybe throw some cool parties under the label as well, like uh, both in Manchester, you know, England and then in Australia as well, nice. which will be a nice little link to it all. And uh, we, we've, we kind of we've got a few friends releasing. Uh, our next uh, EP will be Sam Goes to Tokyo, um, and he's got Sick. two killer bits of like a Tala disco, a uh, Tala house uh, coming in, and that's the sort of vibe we're going for. Amazing, amazing, fucking awesome, mate. He's he's a fucking sick producer. He's someone who I really rate his uh, sampling. I fucking love it. He's really good at that sort of shit. Oh yeah, and oh, uh, yeah. yeah, credit where it's due as well, mate. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of the label for sure. Um, I think it's cool that you're you're planning to release some vinyl because we actually we actually spoke to Swells about the same thing with Rhythm Department, and he um he mentioned that he was almost um, thinking about moving to vinyl as well. I, I think it's a it's a big commitment, but I definitely think it's worthwhile um, in terms of you know label label development, I suppose. Yeah, and the the kind of aesthetic you go for. Um, yeah, I was going to speak about something like that actually in the uh, podcast is about like how important is um kind of your brand image for an artist and like not just saying yes to everything that comes your way yeah. you know what i mean and like picking and choosing because you can you you can pick and choose who you want to be on what labels you want to be on what uh mixes you want to do and I, th- and I just wanted to get your thoughts on how important it was how important you think it is to uh kind of uh what's the word build your own kind of little brand not not a brand cause i don't want to make this sound like some sort of business um, no, but like, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like your image, like how important is is your image, or does it mean jack shit? Do you know what I mean? So is it just about the music, or does your online persona make like make a difference? What do, what do you think? I think I think everything matters to an extent, but just don't don't let anything like that define you. Just as long as you know what you're doing is for the right reasons, then like nothing else matters. So like if you've not done like a Facebook post in like two months, like like who cares? As long <laughs> yeah. as like. <laughs> as long as you're you know what you're doing is on the right track and you know at the end the end product is going to be mint so whether that's a mint tune or a mint mix uh everything else follows from that so you know people getting tied up to facebook likes and likes on posts it means nothing at the end of the day it's a short bit of like uh gratification uh but it's the case the content really that that matters i i think Mm, Uh, like the end products focus on that yeah, I definitely agree with you, Paddy. I think, <clears throat> I think to a certain extent, like you should have a certain image because at the end of the day, we're we're, we're not all calling ourselves by our own names. <laughs> you know, we've, yeah. we're 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 branding ourselves as something else. Um, yeah, for sure. But I think um, I agree. I don't think you should focus too much on. Oh yeah, I need to get all of these likes. I need to post every single day. I need to do this. Yeah. I need to do that. Just just put out decent content. Doesn't matter how often, as long as it's decent content that people that you like and that other people like. And um, I, I might have mentioned this in a podcast before, but just make it personable. Because I, I think if you if if you just write a post like, oh, find me at so and so club on the 18th. It's going to be incredible. Then yeah, no, you're you're not going to come across like 
a human to other people is it's just going to be one of those posts. Yeah, that, I think you've got a yeah. I think the way you the way you like come across and post is very important. Like I think if you come across as some fucking robot who thinks he's a fucking superstar, <laughs> then it's just not going to work. Like if you're if you're speaking to people who follow you, so the 200 people that follow you and you're saying like oh yeah, don't miss this. It's fucking sick. I play some sick <laughs> tunes. What? First of all, why you, you like? It just seems a bit unhumble bigging yourself up that much, right? <laughs> Second of all, like just be, you're, you're a normal person, right? Like, yeah, just be yourself. Don't try and be some superstar. Like, don't act like some fucking idiot DJ. <laughs> it's it's cool. You're a normal person. You're a human being. Yeah. Like you know, stay and, down to earth. Yeah. Like, people people probably appreciate that more anyway. To be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. People don't if you. <laughs> Your mates especially will realise if you start... Sorry, I was far from the mic. If you start just like talking like you're some billionaire, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's just weird. The, it, yeah. I think you've just got to keep who you are into your own. Obviously, cater your posts towards certain people. Like, Don't just... Sometimes being yourself can get you in trouble, you know? Like, if I was my, fully myself on my artist page, <laughs> some of the things I'd say would be questionable. But <laughs> keep it PG, but also yeah. just keep it friendly and nice. Like, don't... Actually, one thing I try to do is I, I try not to tell people what to do. <laughs> I told you this before, Dan. So like, I, try, I won't say go check this out. I'll never say check this out. I'll I'll just say like I've done this, this, this. There's a link in there if you want. To, if you, if if you want to check it out. I hate being pushy. I just feel like sometimes people don't like being told what to do. <laughs> I feel like that might actually come into play. But so wait, you little... you told me to do that, right? Oh, yeah so it's like if I read this say go check this out don't fucking tell me what to do yeah. unfollow Cheers, I'll do that I'll unfollow do that. That's, I'm pretty sure that's what I do on all of the podcast posts Harry so I think what? Be... <laughs> I don't know I feel it's a bit different because our podcast is kind of it's it, the podcast itself well, is, cause we're it's celebrities. own identity it's its own identity isn't it so it's not us we're not kind of hindering what we who we are like, it's just this logo that's telling you what to do <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> there's not really a face behind it because it's uh, me and you oh uh, yeah I, I, I get you to a degree so my like <laughs> shitty advertising brain is trying in, to make sense well an, another question on this topic in terms of brand image obviously that, that can have like a direct link into um, the, the kind of stuff you put out because some people to lo- some people like to keep a real consistent theme with yeah. like everything they put out, do you do you think that's important? Or it depends you who you think? are. I mean, it depends what, how much you care about like, like how your pages look and shit. I guess. <laughs> like, well, I mean, in, in your, a, what's your opinion, Paddy? A good example of people who are doing it right, and I thought this from their live stream bicep. Um, mm. They've got you know the iconic logo um, going in every every single one. Uh, they don't post loads, uh, but when they do, like it gets attention because it's it's normally a mint tune or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they uh, some guy. If you want to, you know, keep a theme, you know, maybe look at what they're doing and kind of uh, take inspiration from that. Yeah, hundred percent. Like they they've got the whole uh, what's the word? I don't know. They've got, they have got a brand image, and it's like it's so iconic, <laughs> like. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's nice that they've they've kind of really blown up over the last couple of years. Like they were already big, obviously, but they have really after they you know like obviously glue and all that, <laughs> they gained a bit of like kind of mainstream popularity. And it's nice to see that they have they haven't really changed what they make. 
how they kind of uh, show themselves online or anything because yeah, of that. Yeah, that's good Because they, they could have easily mm. just sold themselves out and done a song with fucking Drake or something, I don't know. <laughs> 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 but they've, they haven't, they haven't. They're like, they are sick musicians and as much as people mock glue and stuff in every group I'm in, like, I mean, look, they are unbelievable producers. You can't even, you can't, say otherwise really, yeah without you? question I, I just think the idea of a track being mainstream gets away gets in the way a lot in terms of yeah. like because don't get me wrong it's a fucking banging tune yeah but, i think we're all guilty though aren't we of like yeah of course we are because something not something so big it's like nah i'm not gonna listen to that <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it is the way it is it is like that's what it is well it's yeah anyway. I th- but it's the same with like finding music like uh, we're all culprits right if we found a tune that was absolutely incredible and it, only, it had under a thousand views we'd all be like oh this is my tune like i, I found this <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. like I, I think if you find a tune that's got three million views online it's you don't really get that feeling as much yeah 100 so I do. but that's... then again if it is got that many views and you still fucking love it you're like yeah this is what well, mate, you got a prime example for me obviously disclosure released their album last week i as mainstream as they are i absolutely adore disclosure yeah i'm a big care. fan yeah and that's also another key, probably another key um, duo that focus on brand image because they've had that like the the face since mm-hmm. the very very start, haven't they? That yeah. like the drawing thing. That face is very iconic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I suppose in a way it probably it, it can be important, but it, it's not essential, I reckon. Yeah, I, I don't know. It depends. I think it is. I think it is quite essential in my eyes. I'll, I'll instantly. Um, if I go on someone's page on SoundCloud or Instagram, I don't know. I can just tell if I'm going to like it or not. <laughs> Paddy, do, <laughs> you wanna... do you have your own logo for your stuff? Or do you... Um... Um, no. Uh, <laughs> but I've got like a, a theme, an aesthetic in my head um, that I want to like portray in my music and then also um, in like, you know, the artwork and everything. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So even from the start, you can tell that a tune is mine just from the way it's it's set out. Uh, to, from my like one of my first tunes that was on my SoundCloud to today, so I've kept it. I've kept a theme in that aspect, and um, you know, it's, and then I've also artwork wise, I've always been like even with labels, very uh, vocal about like this is the way I want it. Um, cause I think it, being like an, an artist, it, it's the, it's the full package. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that, like he's not in the electronic music world, but Tyler, the creator for his album, he made the artwork, he produced all the songs, he sang on all the songs. Uh, so it's that, it's that full package that really, you know, does set you apart from mm. putting out, uh, you know, one tune and, and actually, you know, being a full credited artist. So I think all of it together, it does. Uh, make an impact definitely mate definitely agree i I think it's crazy how in this modern world you know you've you've got to be all these things naturally like i i think what one thing i learned from going into this industry you you have to as as much as you want to be a dj it's not as simple as just approaching a club and being like oh can i play and then say yes you Mm. you've got like you've got to be your own promoter You've got to design your own artwork a lot of the time. You you got to do all of this shit, and that and and once you start doing it and almost creating a bit of a name is when you start to network and meet these other people who can almost help you along the way. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think it it is quite nice and rewarding in a way to be able to actually have the ability to do as much yourself as possible. I think. Yeah, hundred percent in that respect. 
Yeah, I'm Definitely. a strong believer of uh, like I will look at someone's SoundCloud page and be like, yeah, I'm following them. Or I'll look at it and be like, fuck me, they, they, this is disgusting. I'm not following <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Just, I don't know. I like is there no looking, in between, Harry? Is there there's, no mate, between? There's, oh, there's sometimes I'll click on it and be like, hmm. I'll be like, you know what? Okay, the artwork is trash, but I, will, I do like this song. <laughs> I don't know. There's something, I'd call me a, some weird snobby guy, but I don't know. I think, I don't know, the way someone's stuff's laid out and how it looks, it really does play a big part in whether I like. Of course it does. Keep scrolling or not. Yeah. Like, but yeah. then, yeah, it's weird. Like, some artwork I see on tunes, I'm like, fuck me, that looks horrendous. But, I mean, <laughs> you click on it and you're like, bloody hell, this is a banger. <laughs> I, 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 think, uh, I think DJing as well is, is just like a nice bonus. Um, mm. I think the main thing for me is like the actual producing and making music and then DJing comes from that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, when I was in my final year of uni, I almost like quit. Uh, I was like, oh, I've had a, I've had a good run. I've played at some, some mint places in the city, uh, but you know that's kind of that was like kind of me for uni, and I'll go focus on yeah. a career job or something like that. Yeah. But then um, I released a tune uh, called uh, Jazz Hands, and mm-hmm. uh, like I put it out it really as a free well, downloads. Yeah, like 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 fifty thousand views or something Jeez. like that. Um, and it got me gigs. You know, I was getting asked to play gigs all, all over like the, the UK from that. And that's just from like one tune I put out. And then it was just like a, a snowball effect. So, I, you know, I think, I think, you know, bringing everything in together, like it, it everything works to kind mm-hmm. of get you, get you those gigs. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we mentioned like, oh, quitting, but like, I think it's important to, like realize like, what your end goal is and stuff because I think if you have in your mind that like, your end goal is I don't know to be the fucking biggest DJ in the world and make loads of money right that's the really fucking right attitude <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what I mean because yeah. I think a lot of people are like that um, so they will so they might be like oh I'm going to do this just as well how I'm going to go into it once you realize that being huge and being famous that's not <laughs> that's not a good kind of outlook to have on it and you actually really enjoy it and you actually want to make, you know, you want to make money for it. It'd be your dream job and stuff. But it, being big isn't part of the, of what you want to do now. And you just do it for the enjoyment. That's when you've, that's when you're like, okay, you know what? I'm actually just going to do this now. I can do yeah. some other sort of thing alongside it for for the time being. But I feel like if you really do love it and stuff, and you won't have to, um, you, you won't just it, think, It comes okay, with well, it, doesn't it? comes with yeah, like uh, exactly. doors unlock when you genuinely do love it and you're doing it for for the love of it because mm-hmm. like you can be you can be sat there like oh god my tunes don't get any views uh um I, i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be doing anything the next year i might as well give up and go work at fucking starbucks uh but, <laughs> <laughs> and uh but you, it's, you need to make, like just you know remind yourself that it's not just about that and it's not like you know it isn't just about views and how many followers you got i mean you, there are things you've got to do. You can't just, you know, expect to be fucking getting paid a million pounds a night for DJing. Um, just because <laughs> you want just, just to be a DJ. <laughs> yeah. But um, you've got to, if you really do love it, you, you'll find a way to kind of work something alongside it to kind of help provide for your hobby slash love, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's think, my, um, my deep little words for you. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, my goal when I was, I was starting out, uh, when I was a, a least student, I was like, my end goal was to just play once in Mint Club. Uh, if I've played once, I will happily never play a tune again and I'd smile <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> what? Uh, I've heard uh, of Mint Club, to be fair. 
yeah, Mint Club was like the coolest club in Leeds. Um, yeah. And I actually got managed in my second year to throw my own party there, uh, which was sick. sick. Uh, we brought down Triple XY from Berlin. Nice. Um, and I had a really cool party there. So like that was like my my gold tips. And I was just like, right, so I've done this. See where else I can go with it. Mm. Yeah. And speaking of where else you can go with it, this is another thing I wanted to bring up because obviously um, out of people we've had on the show, it, it, not many people have actually played outside of the UK. And obviously I, I saw you've played in Australia, which you spoke about. Um, on the podcast as well as Berlin I believe yeah I've been yep. to Berlin as well yep. yeah so I, a question I wanted to ask you on that was like how do the gigs outside of the UK compare to the gigs inside of the UK did you notice a difference in atmosphere or in the kind of vibe in general I thought it was so my first show in Melbourne was sold out um oh, and Jesus. I, I was and I think I had about a thousand five hundred SoundCloud followers at the time um, which isn't like a definite, like, you know, that's how many followers you you have. Um, yeah. but I was, I was just, um, I was just a bit shocked when I, when I was playing how many people knew who I was and like, we're talking about tunes that I'd, I'd put on private like a year ago. Uh, they're like, Oh, you're going to play this tonight. And it's crazy how like your stuff, when you're putting it out in your bedroom or your mate's house, it travels, like the numbers mm. are real. And, it, and like for me, it was just it was just spreading all over the place to to the other side of the world, where I was lucky enough to get booked and and, and play a few like mint shows. Um, so I, like even with the numbers, they they do travel, and there are people on the other side, which I thought was a bit you know a bit shocking that I think yeah. it travelled all this yeah. way. Yeah, that's mental. I feel like it's weird when you you kind of see like stats on like SoundCloud tunes and stuff, and you're like, oh, uh, I've got a fucking massive spike in Australia. Or a massive spike in in Chile or something, and so you you know you see the the views there, but you never expect to go see it. Yeah. And then I guess when you actually saw all these people chatting about your tunes, I bet it's so surreal. It's being like, yeah. what the fuck, I've, wait, what? <laughs> it happened to me once. I had a South Korean tour booked in until lockdown. What? No, I didn't really. <laughs> I didn't really. Oh, fucking hell. I was about to say. They love me. They love me over there. They they all wear like masks of me. <laughs> no, no, they don't. You're joking. No, can't, can't oh, fucking hell. I was going to say, I'm sorry, I'm easily fooled. <laughs> I'm, huge, I'm huge in South Korea. Oh, God. Oh, it's South Korea. Yeah, go on. Obviously not. I, I, I didn't process the South bit. <laughs> yeah, not that. Uh, <laughs> God. Yeah, I mean, it's happened to me once. Um, it's so weird. Only one time, one girl came up to me back when I used to produce under Harry James. I used to make a lot of uh, disco edits and stuff. A lot of, uh, you know, disco housey vibes. Like, you know. The good stuff. Yeah. The the, uh, the SoundCloud stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the glory days. The glory days. <laughs> the glory days. And uh, some girl was just like, oh yeah, I love your stuff, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, but bear in mind, I'm off my head at this point. <laughs> I, think you, I think it was with you, Dan. I was like, came up to you afterwards. I was like, yeah, some girl would come up to me and said she knows who it was. <laughs> I was like, and you're like, what? I was like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what's going on? And then uh, from then, I was like, after that day, I think I was just like, wow, fuck me. God, things are going really well. <laughs> and then, like, a year later, I was like, yeah, I'm changing my name, bye. <laughs> Back to River Island. Yep, see you later. <laughs> Giving up on the dream. <laughs> do you, um, oh, God. do you, I, I don't know the right way to phrase it, but I suppose in Berlin, what how how did the crowd compare 
in that respect to the UK? Like, what was there a notable difference in terms yeah. of atmosphere, um, or was it kind of the same vibe? Berlin, I was so I was playing in uh, Newcastle uh, two days before Berlin. So I was, I was playing in Newcastle, sleeping, and then flying straight to Berlin and playing there when gigs were going well. Jeez. Um, so so there was a big comparison, like. You do like in Berlin. You get uh, you get to smoke inside the clubs, which Oy. is sick. Yeah, it's always like it's a it's a vibe, uh, <laughs> yeah, and there's okay. there's there's, <laughs> there's loads of cool stuff going on in Berlin all the time. So um, it's compl- like the the crowds are different, but everyone's there for this like the same thing, like good tunes. So um, oh yeah, you know, for sure, crowds are similar in that respect. Yeah. No, I've I've never been to Berlin. I've always really yeah. wanted to go. I'd love to fucking play in Berlin. I think my, I don't know. I think what I play at the moment would be very perceived very well there. It's very but, Berlin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've, I think um, after if I move to London, if I ever fucking do it, uh, I think the next goal in the next seven years would probably be Berlin, just because it'd be fucking so cool to be abroad. You know what I mean? I, think I've, I played for uh, DJ Whippersnipers uh, night. Oh, um, Whippersnapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was sick. He runs uh, Narang Records, which is sick. And he got down me, uh, Subjoy, and Interplanetary Criminal. Oh, nice. hell, that's, a, that's a bit of a hefty one. Sub- Subjoy, he did all those. He did a, um, or she, I'm not sure if that's a girl or a boy. He's, um, from, he's from Australia, he's a guy. Oh, sick. He did, a, he did a, a song, I think it was like, hey, 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 something about you. But it was like a discredit. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day when, obviously, the glory days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's sick. Interplan- in interplanetary criminal. That's a. Does he have like electro and stuff? He does like a garage. I was oh, literally fuck. about to say that. And, and funny yeah. you mentioned that name because he was actually one of the people who I considered to use for the show and tell tune. Oh, really? I, yeah, yeah. Pond, I, yeah, it's like garage, yes. No, I okay. I'll, I'll send it to you, um, boys, after. Paddy, you've probably already heard it, but. Um, I found a tune by him in um, the Alter playlist this week on Spotify because uh, I think Synthy was hosting it with Disclosure and she put an interplanetary criminal tune in it and it's a banger. That's <laughs> so so yeah, um, I'll, I'll send it to you boys if you haven't heard it already, but it's wicked. wicked yeah, mate, we'll have a little listen to that later. <laughs> And we're back once again. Okay. Back once so. again for the Renegade Master. <laughs> that tune, man. That was like the start of my that was like the start of my DJing. That's <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So the um the topic I wanted to bring up with you guys is something that probably isn't spoken about that much, but I still think it's quite interesting. Riders. Now, riders, <laughs> riders. Yeah, sick. <laughs> now, um, Paddy, do you have a rider when you um when you play gigs? Or I do. You, yeah. What's your rider, if you don't mind me asking? So, um, my rider has been just for the big ones. Um, if I can get it, there's this whiskey called uh, Paddy Whiskey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, is that purely it's, for like just the joke? Like, yeah. You don't know. Well, it, it, it tastes horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
<laughs> you don't even like whiskey, but for the sake of the paddy. <laughs> Isn't it? it's, it's all brand awareness. It's all good branding. That's you know? jokes. That's brilliant. Give it to a few people backstage. Yeah, this is. I'm actually called Paddy too. <laughs> you can follow me on SoundCloud. Yeah, um, and I'm a USB. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like I've had a few bottles of Paddy whiskey um, and that's been fun. Um, but other than that, just just like general beers, Desperado stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, bog standard, bog standard. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I... I did actually want to like kind of look into riders because obviously loads loads of different people. You, some people can arguably um, stretch it too far, and um, you use it too much to their advantage. If you get what I mean, um, yeah, yeah. And some people just have fun with it. I, I think it's either Melody or Jackmaster. I think you told me this, Harry. They what? don't they want like a a football shirt from the local yeah. area. Melody, yeah, well, at one point he was like asking for a football shirt from the local area on his rider. Well, I thought that was really cool. I think that's wicked. <laughs> it's not, too, it's not too outside the box. It's not like, I mean, I feel like compared to, the, the, the price of one of the shirts is probably cheaper than some of the bottles you're buying them. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, I, I played with Melody, um, not with him, uh, <laughs> I supported Melody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like uh, about a year back with, with Rees. Um, and oh shit. I saw him in his like Doncaster Rovers shirt, so I was like, "Oh, cool! I wear my United shirt." But um, <laughs> I didn't like realize it's like a massive rivalry with like Middlesbrough and Manchester United. So I, was getting, I was getting so much stick whenever I was just like going to the toilet or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> just getting dirty looks. Jeez. Yeah, all these Middlesbrough fans, and I'm just like some. <laughs> it was like a pink United top as well, just like strutting around. <laughs> Not not a good choice. Just be like, I'm sorry, I'm the DJ, please. <laughs> Help. <Yeah. laughs> Leave me be. <laughs> crikey, crikey, bikey. <laughs> if you uh say if you were like at at a superstar DJ face in your life, is there anything that you would uh you would want on your rider? Probably like um I don't know, I definitely want some like roll on deodorant because I get sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, like, probably like a really nice towel really soft flannel that'd be nice and a soft flannel maybe like some really fucking nice red wine actually that's a bit <laughs> weird to have on a DJ isn't it red wine actually no, oh, no that'd, be great. Nah, that'd be great that's not weird. I want a nice rug so I can go barefoot on when I'm DJing um, <laughs> that'd be fucking amazing uh, probably also a couple of plants inside the bit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I don't know. A pack of cigs. The night. Oh, really nice cigar. Cuban cigar. Oh, Cuban. That'd, that'd be cool. Nice. Bloody hell! Yeah. I'm just. Well, you said you said pushed about out, mate. So I'm fucking. Yeah. <laughs> So after a little bit of research, by that I mean a quick Google search of what I just said, uh, <laughs> I found actually that Annie Mac was indeed surprised by the organisers of Mutiny Festival with two micro pigs on a fucking rider. <laughs> and what? what's the website you found it off, Harry? Petpiggies.com. <laughs> Sorry, petpiggies.co.uk. Uh, yeah, I've got nothing else to say about that, so let's move on. <laughs> just, just quickly for the audience, I'm right. This website, there's a 
on the homepage, the title is Micro Pig Surprise Franny Mac DJ, quotation marks, I'll never forget this night. <laughs> but I thought with the quotation marks, there's a there's a literally a big photo of a micro pig right next to the quotation mark. <laughs> and I thought the pig was saying I'll never forget this night. Yeah. More than Damn being a specimen he is for that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I hope the pig's uh, ears are all right. Yeah. Poor thing. I only hope. Uh, but on, well, on this topic, I actually did find some crazy riders for the situation, and I wanna I wanna see what you guys think of it. Um, okay. It's literally from a website called Complex.com. It says the twenty craziest tour riders in music history, but I think we'll be the judge of that. To be honest, so craziest request from Drake is apparently a Nivea chapstick. That's not Nivea. that crazy. Wait, what? Again? He asked for a chapstick on his rider, Drake. I mean, that's pretty... That's not crazy, is it? It's pretty standard, isn't it? Yeah, it's boring. I don't know much about Nivea. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> if, if somebody asked for a chapstick, I'd be pretty gassed that i just got to spend like 50p on them. Just, yeah, just go for Vaseline. Come on. I'd, I'd rather have a micro pig than a Nivea chapstick. Yeah, any day of the week. Mm. Right, Drake, come on. Improve, improve yourself on that. You can do better <laughs> than that. All right. So, Jay-Z asked for a late model Maybach. With tinted windows. What's that? On his rider. A car. Oh, yeah, sorry. For a car on his rider. That's a bit arrogant, to be honest with you. It's a lot. <laughs> I think if you're asking for a fucking car on your rider, you're a fucking arsehole. And with tinted windows. Yeah. That's Jay-Z, specific. Jay Z, you're a fucking arsehole. <laughs> I'm calling you out, mate. <laughs> That's another person not coming on your show. Yeah, no, mate. I... <laughs> Harry's just calling everyone out now you're you're asking for a car on your rider get a grip get a fucking grip mate why don't you give some money to the people who are putting that car on your rider instead of fucking putting the car on your rider first Danny Mac and now Jay-Z you're running out of people to actually get on it I didn't say anything anything about that Barry from from down the road on it Oh, All right, let's keep moving see who else Harry can snag on oh, yeah, on this topic do you see Riz Latif pull back Cheryl's tune no I'm joking okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay up next um, Ozzy Osbourne asks for a nose ear and throat doctor <laughs> what the fuck Dan <laughs> he needs one though doesn't he yeah What's that? Fair, I mean fair play, play. That's, that's pretty good that's like asking for a masseuse that's pretty decent I get that <laughs> I can ask like if I'd I'd probably ask for a masseuse actually, like a, a full body massage that'd be fucking decent. It would. Oh, I'd I'd get uh, those little fish, you know, that can go by your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Just sat in a chair DJ with his fish nibbling your feet. Yeah, like whilst you're playing. <laughs> that, that would be proper relaxing, you know. Oh, yeah, it would be. Yeah. They probably Play die like... from the frequencies of the bass, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just think a lot of the time with these riders, I genuinely think most of them are just to do with like how much will people go above and beyond for an artist. Okay. I think that's probably the reason why artists do a lot of this stuff. I mean, private jet, maybe? I don't know. Probably not. What, to see if like, oh, what the fuck, but, you actually did it? What the fuck you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. But I think like... um You'll, you'll get riders where people will be really specific so they can see and judge the attention to detail that the booking agents make. Not, like not take the, out the booking all agents, the blue sorry, the, Yeah, the, the promoters. The, how it's, much? It's, cra- it's crazy to like, even just talk about how much money is actually in it. Um, and this is all before lockdown. And I think I've seen a news article like, like 
electronic music like nightlife has died and maybe it needed to die to kind of go back to its roots mm, and kind yeah. of be a bit more be a bit more humble no i mean that's all that's just all music but it's all stopped hasn't it yeah, yeah. i feel like it definitely makes you you don't take anything for granted now it's like no one's taking clubbing for granted anymore fuck me I think like yeah. like when we start going again hopefully when things I don't think anything's will ever get back to normal as what we once thought was normal anyway yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, once things start to kind of level out a bit and we can actually maybe maybe have a normal-ish club night yeah. I don't think anyone's like going to take it for granted because as soon as I get back in a club with people kind of nearish to me I'm going to have a fucking great time <laughs> oh yeah and- I cannot wait have you guys played any like socially distant gigs yet? I have. I played one the other day. But it was a really short one. It didn't really feel like too much of a, a like you know of a great gig, but uh, more it was more of just kind of like background music for like a bar place. But um, mm. uh, Dan, you did one for Nights Fest yesterday or day before. Yeah, literally just came back from it. Um, I went up to a place called Houghton Le Spring. It's called, and it's like in between Newcastle and Middlesbrough, I think. And yeah, it was it was like a nineties show, so I mainly just played like nineties rave kind of music. But it was a really interesting layout. So um basically like um if any of you guys have seen what Patrick Topping did at that Newcastle event, where like everyone's in little pens yeah. that are like blocked off with metal gates. So it's basically in this festival tent and they blocked off gates with benches in between. And yeah. Cool. There was about 70 benches and yeah, uh, about 200 people, which was a cool gig to play to. Yeah, was was it, was, did it work? <clears throat> it, it worked to a degree. Um, I think in terms of like the situation at hand, I think it worked well. But it's still odd because now it's like you're playing to a sit-down crowd rather than in a nightclub. And when you're playing to people on benches, you're almost going to read into their every move a bit more because obviously you got to read the crowd to, to yeah, know you can, you're playing you can the right see, stuff. You can see their faces more individually in that actions, whereas when it's a crowd, it's kind of they're all just merged together, so it's easier to just kind of look at it as a whole, yeah, rather yeah, yeah, than yeah. individual dancers. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think when when it when it's that separated, and you can see all of the individual people much more clearly, it almost makes you like think a bit harder into like oh god is this going to be the right tune to play like it, it, it makes yeah. it made me doubt myself a bit um maybe that's because i haven't played a gig since march i don't know but yeah, i think um, as well because of all the empty space between the between the benches as well i think you'll, you'll you'll feel a bit like i don't know that i think might play into the back of your mind like it might just make it feel a bit more empty because there is a lot of empty space yeah so you may feel like there's like it's easier to see who's watching you do you know what i mean yeah, because they're right. all literally sat on a bench looking at you. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, it's tough. You've got you. I played one. I played one in Leeds um, at uh, Chow Down, okay. um, and it's it's good. If, it was the guys that run Canal Mills, mm. uh, and they've had like um, horse meat disco. have played there. Oh, sweet. Um, PBR Street Gang. Uh, oh me. yeah, I love fucking <laughs> Pender Street. Is it what? I'm oh, sorry, you're not on about Pender Street records, are you? Nope, no, no, P- uh, PBR <laughs> Street Gang. It's like disco guys, but yeah. So me, James. Wales and uh, Lemon all played there for Inner Circle. Oh, we nice. played there all, all day. Uh, it was really nice, to be fair, because the sun was out. Um, everyone was just enjoying like casual pints throughout the day, and then it it wasn't like rowdy or anything like that. It was just like nice disco music and like classical piano house throughout the day. Sweet. Um, 
and I think that in this climate, it's the it's the only really gig I'd I'd, I'd pick up, um, just because it was done so well. Mm. Uh, but obviously, with it being socially distanced, there's only a certain level you can go to. Yeah, for sure. I think you also you almost feel like you can't go as hard as well because yeah, definitely because you'll play into like a a more chilled out crowd who were just sitting there having a drink, you know. So you need to. It properly make. I don't know if it was the same for you, Paddy, but it properly makes you think about where, what you want to play and how you want to play it in terms of selection. Anyway, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I think um, we'll, we will only wait and see what the future holds for for dance music and these gigs. I, I really, yeah, I think it. I think I don't know. I think it'll be uh, interesting to see how the next year pans out. It's quite scary though at the moment with the government and stuff, but uh, hopefully we'll pull through. Hopefully the yeah. little guys pull through. So yeah. hopefully it'll be good. Are, are you guys, are, so what are you guys doing in terms of like releasing music now that there's no gigs? Are you guys just saving it all? Or are you... Uh, yeah, so me and Dan have got a tune coming out. Well, he's got an EP coming out, but I'm featuring one of the tunes. I'm not singing or anything. I'm just, I have to make it. <laughs> and, tambourine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just a tambourine, yeah. And that's coming out on uh, Rhythm Department, uh, which is Swale's label. Uh, and not sure when that's coming out in the next, Same. next couple of months or so. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's I've got that. And then I've got another tune coming out on a VA on... Oh yeah, I forgot I think about I that. I can sorry. say I can say a fucking... Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, fuck. yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine, Matt's label called Misplaced. That's coming out on VA for them. And I think that's it for the moment. I've just, I haven't really got anything else finished right now, to be honest with you. So I'm kind it's, of just, I'm just making music at the moment. Like I've got no no deadlines. I'm just kind of chilling, just seeing what's coming out of the old mm. of the old what's the word garage, <laughs> the garage, <Out> of the old <laughs> workstation, and see what comes I've, on. I've been, I've been taking I've been taking these months to kind of like get organised in a sense, like just get like. 10 tunes together that I love and then aim for them dream labels. Um, that, that's a very smart move, mate. I, I think what, where me and Harry lack is actually being able to build a catalogue of unreleased music. Yeah. Um, I, just, just because, I don't know, I, I almost feel like when I'm, when I'm done with a song, I'm done with it. And I, I almost feel like, I, I still love the song, don't, mean it, don't get me wrong, but I'm so mentally drained. It's like, oh, I can't be asked to go back to a new song straight away. Yeah. I need a little break for a bit. And... I think it's just a, a thing of spending too much time on a song. I, I listened to a podcast uh, not too long ago. I think it was a Holding Hands one. He said something which uh, it stuck with me quite, quite, um, quite significantly. And it was about uh, basically he will spend like in the first hour making a tune if it's not popping if he's not feeling it, he'll just start again. And it's uh, it, it won't spend longer than literally two days on a tune and he'll finish it. And I was like, I mean. I, I can. There's two ways I go about this. I like spending a long time on the mix down and kind of little bits, just like getting it right. Yeah, I'm sure they're all the same, and you guys are all the same as well. But like, part I did try that, and I feel like you just think less about it, and you don't nitpick over things, and you just kind of get it done. Mm. Um, so yes, yeah, is it was. I did that a couple of a couple of stuff, but then I end up spending fucking ages on the mix down. Yeah. So I'll get the tune laid out, but yeah, I think it's nice to aim for like a target of when you want to get a tune done. So if you start a tune think I'm going to get it laid out to the main structure on the first day. And if you do that, then you can kind of keep it there for a bit, come back to it later in the week and then mix it down or carry on with it. But yeah, the longer I, you spend, the more insane you go. and the hate. I, more. I don't know. I, I agree and disagree with you. I think you shouldn't think by this day I want this done with a tune. Mm -hmm. I think 
just appreciate the journey of making the song. Uh, yeah, if, I know, but I do, it, it, do you not think it, it does help if you're struggling from spending too much time on songs? If you set a deadline, it could help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if you're yeah. like, oh fuck me, um, the last two tracks I made, I spent literally like I've made two tracks over six months. What's going on with me? Hmm. Um, like, how, how many tunes have you got in the bank, Paddy? Now have you got have you got many unreleased ones that you're waiting on? Um, so I've got them all signed. Like I've got a lot of them signed recently. So it's just Great. like waiting for them to come out. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Had, I had like eight in the bank, but then uh, I signed three last month. Two, you know, just like good EPs. So I'm just getting like you know releases every month lined up. But obviously, doing that it takes a while where you're not putting anything out. So that's the the hardest bit for me. Mm. I, I made this. I made this tune last last week or something i was like oh, i've not put anything out in two months like a, i'm kind of missing that feeling but it's yeah. just like sometimes you've got to trust in the process and definitely just see where like a structured release schedule will be but that takes a mm. while yeah i think people forget especially through labels that um you, you might finish a tune and the moment you finish, finish it you're just like oh i want to get it out right now but you know it's it's never that simple you've got to, you've, you've got to be patient i think patient, yeah or just fucking just put it out yourself on your own thing do you yeah mate? that's a that's a big reason why i've started my own label as well like i've got the power to do that now i can put it yeah. under like united dance club yeah true exactly i'd really want to start a dance label but it's uh, a dance label <laughs> a label i mean i guess it's a dance label but <laughs> <laughs> just dance label just sounds weird um i don't know i really i want to start a label that'd be cool just putting it out yourself um, on your own kind of stamp in the mm. world would be sick maybe we can do some with the the podcast Dan who knows maybe yeah in the future yeah. maybe if you keep your eyes peeled you can find some <clears throat> merch <clears throat> but uh... <laughs> Paddy do you um do you have just on the topic of record labels do you have any kind of advice for people who are thinking about starting up their own record label that you've kind of learned from mm-hmm. having United Dance Club yeah Um. D- so you know having fun with it as much as it is a, a business, it's it's kind of uh, like a passion as well. Mm. And uh, getting it doesn't have to be like the biggest artist as long as like the the tunes are really good. Um, you can kind of be the outlet for for that artist. Um, I've had a, I've had a lot like it's I, 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 every artist that I sign for United Dance Club, it's only been a couple, but um, they're kind of like in the family now. So, you yeah. know, any connections I have, I'll help them out with. And it's it's not just they're putting two tunes on a label. It's kind of right there. They're kind of connected to us. So it's, it's more than just, you know, signing. So just, you know, you can start some great relationships as like with artists or other labels um, by, by like starting one up. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I can imagine like having a label behind you um, as well as being an artist and producer, it it can almost give you a bit of a bonus in the terms of networking um, in general. I, I, has that? Do you find that that's true? Or um... yeah, d- yeah, definitely. Like um, if you look at um, Dansu Discs, uh, I went to uni with the guy that uh, started Dansu Discs, which is, is that Nick. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's doing absolute bits. I think he's like number thirteen in the world in garage and labels. Um, and he was on rinse. He was on rinse today. Yeah, he's a sick, sick guy. Sick, sick guy. Yeah, some really good tunes. Got some Glock to tunes on there as well. Mm. Really I, I massive fan of Dancy Discs. 
they did a, the latest. I think it's called Club Cuts. Not sure. Uh, they do like a. It was a fucking Nirvana release. Um, but yeah, they got some awesome artists on there. They, you know, Dan's who just Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, it's awesome. They had a, they had an EP from Chrissy, which is so sick as well. Had a remix from you know like I think it was. I can't remember what his new name is. Soundboy Killer. I changed his name, but. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, that was his name. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you know the whole thing that happened. Um, because you know, like I think Black Madonna changed to Black Madonna. Everyone with everything yeah. that goes on, I think Joey Negro it. changed to Dave Lee, didn't he? Yeah, I think he just found it appropriate to change his name. I think he changed it from uh, Soundboy Killer to Fraser Ray. Yeah, that's it. It's actually right. quite a cool name. To be fair, yeah. Season, what's wrong with Soundboy Killer though? I don't know. I think it was something to do. I'm not too expert on this. Uh, um, so anyone don't take anything I say to heart right now but uh, I think it's to do with kind of music culture within the black community in British music I think it was a it might it might be a just I don't know I think it, some I don't know I think he just found it a bit appropriate to have because I think it stemmed from it, that it's sort like of a, thing. do you almost feel like it was like a, well not you personally it seems he, like he, Cultural appropriation, him yeah, having yeah, that yeah, name. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I can see why he changed it. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, there's a fine line between, co- is it cultural appropriation and yep, appreciation? Yep. And yeah, I yeah, think yeah. maybe that's yeah. where um, you get these artists changing their yeah. names at the moment. But either way, I feel like changing him or not, he's still a sick artist. So um, Yeah, yeah, for sure. For I think sure. his followers will, I don't think that will hinder his performance in progression over the next couple of years. No, so. no chance. Fraser Ray's sick name as well, so. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Big up. Yeah, yeah, it's, he, he clearly has got a name. Yeah, mate, he's it's, it's, um, got his, his own sound going on, it's so good. And uh, the kind of diversity between each track is ridiculous. So big up to him. Mm, definitely. Right, you know what, boys? I think that's a, a great way of ending this podcast on a, mm-hmm. a nice little note. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you everyone who has tuned in. To the 10th episode. I still can't believe that. Yeah, crazy. Ten I cannot weeks. believe that. Over 10 weeks. It's been about, f- we've been doing it for about four months now, I think. Yeah, maybe four. a bit less than four months. Maybe a bit less, but, but we'll say four, so it sounds Yeah, nice. <laughs> why not? Round and it we, up to the yeah. nearest year. We've had some <laughs> amazing guests on the show, haven't we? It's been great fun. <laughs> Including yeah. yourself, Paddy, mate. You've yeah. been an absolute star today. It's uh, It's been a pleasure, boys. I've been a, an absolute fan uh, since you started this podcast, so it's like, a big accomplishment uh, personally to be on here. Oh, <laughs> don't, so, don't. I've had a couple of drinks and I'm crying a minute. I'm blushing, <laughs> mate. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no same nice, to you, mate. Nice words. It's, yeah, nice words. It's, been, it's been just as much a pleasure having uh, having yourself on, mate. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to ask the, the same kind of question I usually ask every guest and just wanted to know what you have coming up um, in the next few months or yeah. whatever timeline you feel because I suppose gigs aren't as uh, as as common anymore but yeah. um what what's in the what's in the line yeah, for music you? gigs deal yeah, brand got, deals got some, <laughs> uh, yeah brand deal with uh I'm, I'm, I'm gonna buy a micro pig that's what i'm gonna do right after this podcast tomorrow. yeah <laughs> um put it on my rider uh no i've got some I've got some good music coming out. Hopefully that you, you guys find it good. Uh, some nice Italo disco uh, coming out on, uh, I think I can say it, uh, Midnight People. Um, so that's uh, like a nice, cool Italo disco label. Got a really big remix on it as well, which um, I'm, I'm sure you guys will love. Uh, so that will be coming out on the 20th of November. And then uh, shortly after, I've got a release on uh, the label Monkey and Friends. 
Oh, uh, nice awesome. stuff, awesome. man. Nice stuff. So, uh, you know, some, no, some more like a piano house, it's hella disco. And that's yeah. like a, you know, that I've, I don't think I've even said that publicly. So there's some... Uh, <laughs> Whoa, exclusive. Know, exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Penny we loves love, micro pigs. We, <laughs> love, we love the exclusives here at Meeting From Now. <laughs> yeah. I guess God. if anyone's made it this far into the podcast and they, you know, they, they want to know yeah, fair, about fair what I'm yeah, yeah hopefully our goal is to have a YouTube channel that someone's made called like Meet Front Left Secrets. So like, <laughs> like we have all these fans looking at like the outtakes and stuff of like <laughs> yeah. best bits. I'll be there. <laughs> Patience is a virtue, clearly. Oh god! <laughs> wow. And um, where yeah. where can people find you, mate? On uh, on their socials? Yeah. What's your tag? Um, SoundCloud.com <laughs> slash Paddy Holly. Uh, just just type in Paddy Holly or Paddy. Uh, I'll, I'll probably come up and if I don't you'll find some cool people called Paddy anyway so yeah, have a yeah. look at them just oh. type in Paddy and it's got it's P-A-D-D-Y and he's got a, a bright yellow t-shirt on <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah or, or P. Diddy or um, yeah. or Paddy on the Paddy on the potty yeah I don't I don't come up as like first result on YouTube I have like Paddy O'Duckety having a fight or something like that is the first one that's, that comes <laughs> well, up actually I've just typed in Paddy and on people you're top Really? Oh, wait, That's sorry, cool. sorry, on SoundCloud you are. Hey. Oh, on SoundCloud. Yeah, on SoundCloud I am. YouTube, you know, uh, YouTube, I'm, I'm losing by a few famous paddies. Oh. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there yeah. one day. That, that means they got to dig deep to find you, mate. That's a good thing. That's a, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh. once again, thank you, um, Paddy, for being on the show, mate. Yeah, it's man. It's been a, been a been pleasure. pleasure. And uh, thank you to everyone at home who has been... Uh, listening and put up with us for this long yeah <laughs> also for this uh for this outro Dan I think we should like you'll be like I've been Dan Parsons and then go cha-ching I'll be like I've been Harry <laughs> cha-ching <laughs> alright okay yeah yeah I got you alright yeah. let's, let's give it a go okay so right. are we ready <laughs> let's yes. do this alright I have been Panda and I've been Harry Oscillate <laughs> <laughs> and Paddy go on do your thing <laughs> I, I, I'm Paddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm Paddy. Yeah. The, the, the pause got longer and longer from mine. Then, to yours. Yeah, it's because I couldn't click on it. It had to wait for the whole audio file to end. Before I <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, but there you go. The, mate, nothing more professional than our <laughs> outros, is there? I hope you enjoyed that, guys. Somebody yeah. put that as your ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, peace out, guys. Thank you once again. Yeah. We'll be back soon for another podcast with more special guests and more complete, yeah. more bollocks. juicy gossip, <laughs> <laughs> more world exclusives. Right. Peace, <laughs> peace out, baby. See ya. Bye.